Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Welcome back, performers, to The Lucky Die. Previously... Lafian takes centre stage. Raoul reveals his hidden musical performance skill. Squash takes issue with being shot out of a cannon. As Zoltana creates an explosive ending. At the Elysium Theatre, the team meet the leader of Cicero and are asked to persuade her, not through sword, magic or piety, not through eloquent words, but instead through the power of good storytelling. Why was there a cannon backstage? Why did the stage manager test them? And will the leader of Cicero be moved by their story? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to The Lucky Die. this fantastic performance that the four of you have put on you'll get a point of inspiration yay yay i'm stacking these up you won't be able to kill me <laughs> i can't kill you anyway <laughs> well good luck now like three you responded to my very bizarre idea in the best way possible so thank you and i think you will deserve inspiration based on that we're gonna fight thank an inspiration you. vampire yeah um <laughs> As the curtains close and then open again for final bows, as all the actors and those people who help behind the stage come on and take their curtain call, the crowd 
begins to applaud very politely at first, just like, well done, you know, golf claps. And then they slowly get louder and louder as it begins to sink in what it is that they've seen. The woman that you first met stands up in the box and stands up onto that kind of the lip on the box that they're standing very precariously on a very small ledge and they are applauding politely. You can see that they bow towards the four of you and the audience goes crazy once again with just tremendous applause. You can all feel that kind of electrical feeling in the air. The same thing as you get when you're around any sort of deity or even around Zoltana right now. You just get that buzz of there is more things going on here. There are more creatures than you're aware of. Finally, the woman in the box lifts her hands and the crowd goes silent. Congratulations. You have put on a wonderful display, a fantastic story. Very heart-wrenching at some moments. I can't believe, except I know it to be true, that you live through all of this. I wish to give every one of you a hug, but not not, not personally. Ral opens his arms for a hug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she ignores you. Uh, she throws her arms Boo. up wide and she looks down upon the four of you and she says, It is upon Lafian that you wish this uh, boon to be granted, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that makes sense. She reaches into her brightly colored robes and she pulls out what looks like a fairly big coin. It's kind of bronze and gold in color and seems to be shifting through metals. It's not a static looking coin. Here. She throws it forward onto the stage for Lafian to catch. He'll grab it. You have but to call for us and we shall come through all of the portals available or, well, we both know what may happen towards the end. We will be there when you call for us, but bear in mind, this is one use only. Congratulations. I would not dream to call you unless it were for the final fight. Good, because that would be a remarkable waste of our talents. Okay. And an embarrassment for me. <laughs> Enjoy your time here in Elysium. Enjoy the rest. Do what you need to do. Catch up with friends and family. If there is anything at all that I can do to help, please speak to my friend. And she points down at the kind of the kind of very scribe-looking man that you met before, um, the stage master at this point, I guess. He will help you. Congratulations again. A sterling performance. And with that, she kind of backflips off of this tiny ledge into the box, bows very low, and then she disappears into the rest of the theatre. What do the four of you want to do now? You guys did so amazingly. I wasn't going to make you roll performance. Fuck that. <laughs> it's great. Do you guys think that she liked the cannon? <laughs> You know, I'm I'm sure that the cannon was the the final nail in the coffin, uh, so to speak. <laughs> good, good. I felt good about that. I felt good about that. I I don't know. I had my eyes closed the entire time. <laughs> That's Zoltana, why you hit the wall. <laughs> you looked awesome, Zoltana. I'm surprised that you were able to hold on to that cannon with the recoil. That was impressive. You did live, right, Squash? You get to leave. 
Oh yeah, you're not dead, are you? <laughs> starts like patting on Squash's head. Are you a are you a spirit? No, I no. Bonk, bonk, bonk. <laughs> oh no, he's physical, guys. Bonk, bonk, bonk. I'm pretty sure all of them are physical. I, I don't think this proves anything, or this proves anything. I'm not dead. I'm fine. I'm fine, guys. Yeah, I'm exactly. Fine. You guys will listen. Ral and and uh, Squash were worrying for nothing. I almost just said Rollin Athor. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just making up names. That doesn't even sound like a fantasy name. <laughs> would Steve and Bob and all that, those kind of like really normal names, would they be fantasy names in, in a fantasy world? <laughs> Listen, I just want to point out that in the Middle Ages, there were names like Ugrid and Irthid and shit like that. But then also... Tiffany was a name that was invented in the fucking Middle Ages. So, <laughs> uh, uh, our languages are strange. <laughs> yeah, the four of you are on this stage. The actors are meandering around and, like, you know, kind of patting you on the back and, like, giving you big cheers. Um, a lot of, like, the kind of um, the stage hands themselves are just kind of beginning to take away the sets and undo some of the spells that they have prepared. Um, many of them kind of like do that very deep bow as they pass. Um, some of them just ignore you completely, just trying to get on with their goddamn jobs. Um, so yeah, like you have, you may do whatever you wish. Um, what do you want to do? Can we have an after party and I'll I'll go get some Dunkin' Donuts. I'll get a couple box of Joes. <laughs> Actually, a wrap party donuts. is absolute tradition in theater. Um, you must always have a wrap party. You have to have yeah, a lot but- of food, some, some finger foods. Uh, but but wrap parties are to celebrate like months of preparation and a job well done. We did this in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> at, at best, we deserve a cup of coffee and a good job. <laughs> Attaboy. I would be fine with just the coffee. The coffee is good. (laughs) I say is all of us. There is a a youngish-looking dwarven woman who arrives with refreshments and she kind of like puts them on the table nearby to you and she pulls out some chairs and like she bows very low and she looks very timid as she kind of like walks to the edge of the stage. But you're aware that she's watching you. Um, She's keeping an eye on you. Is this uh, heavenly coffee? Uh, yeah, it is exactly how you like it, where they like your coffee very strong, very weak, drowning in milk and sugar. Um, it is perfect the moment that you pick up, you pick a, a cup. I fucking want this. What the fuck? Can we get this back in Le- Bellic Boot? What the fuck? <laughs> this is innovation. Um, <laughs> so, should we have told um, the lady who gave us the coin that the, the guy asked us to do a coup? I, f- I feel like I think that sh- was probably part of the test is my guess you think so and, and we're just gonna battle on that that when we activate the coin there's not gonna be a new person in command who's gonna ignoring us I mean I can go ask him but I have an inkling suspicion that that was probably part of the whole test was a here's an easy way out are you gonna take it yeah but we won so you know we did we did do that <laughs> yes we did well, we lost in the show, but that's the whole point. But yeah. we won at theater. We won the hearts of our uh, viewers. We did what he didn't think we would do. All right. Um, okay, then that's fine, I guess. Um, do we have any other pressing business here? Um, 
Squash is staring at Sultana's giant sword. Not a euphemism. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, could be. Uh, I think we gotta. I gotta do some Kellenmorn shit. Uh, perhaps you want to ask the gentlemen then. Mayhap they know uh, where we need to go for that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go up to the guy, the, the station manager, <laughs> and be like, "Yeah, my uh, my sword has some pressing business here. Do you know what I where I gotta go?" I'm not entirely sure uh, what you mean. And he looks genuinely perplexed, like, no idea. <laughs> All right. So Zoltana like, walks up to the guy and she's like, I need to get a spell uh, to help my sword get his body back. Oh. Oh. Yes, um... I can direct you towards that. Not a problem. You are looking for a place called the uh, Arca of Souls. The Ark of Souls. Okay. Arca. Arca of Souls. Arca. Okay. How do I get there? Yes. um, You're looking for the... You're looking for a... I have to try and remember who they are now. You're looking for a former cleric of Clemdal. That works out. Zoltana, your best buds. With Clemdal. Clemdal. <laughs> Isn't that the that's the paperwork god, right? Goddess. Yep. Yeah, yep. my favorite. <laughs> Goddess of bureaucracy and paperwork. <sighs> Not a it's not what she used to be, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> she evolved with the times. <laughs> uh, um, her name is Ayla. Ayla? Yes, A-Y-L-A. Thank you, library cat. Um, yes, I can have somebody escort you to mm, the Arca of Souls. I have to warn you, though, it is fiercely guarded. They are... Mm, not exactly a part of the army, but they are still divine in nature. Um, do they work with the Valkyries a lot? No. What's their connection then to the soul-binding magic? I thought that was a Valkyrie thing. There are spells that exist far before Valkyries, etc. Um, the chaos times of magic, which... Clemdal used to be kind of a part of. There are many spells that are of that nature that are protected by them. This is one such spell, I believe. You're talking about the times when magic was a little bit more um, blood and flesh and sacrifices and whatnot, yes? Indeed. I remember being told about these things. Um, wonderful. Any bargaining chips? Are they open to bargaining? Are they negotiable or is this a waste of time? To quote a friend of mine, you could try. I could have someone escort you there. Not a problem. Uh, Whether they decide to join you uh, is entirely up to them. But uh, are you sure that this entity and he gestures at Callanmorn is entirely worth this? Yeah. Well, no hesitation in that case. I will find you someone. And with that, he just turns around and he goes off um, into the backstage. Um, 
He returns a little bit later with, oh my God, who should I give you? I have so many beautiful people backstage. You see this kind of very thin, skeletal looking man. He's wearing what looks like kind of very brightly coloured clothes. Um, he has bells on his wrists and, and his ankles. He's not wearing any shoes or socks or any such. Like He has a hat um, with kind of three points on it and each of those have bells. And he's holding what looks like a, like a, like a staff with like a, like a little, um, like a little like uh, mascot on the end of like this kind of little squid looking creature with like eight legs, but it's clearly been sewn. Um, it's not actually a creature. Um, Damn it. He turns up and he 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 kind of like lifts his arms. He bows very low in a manner very very reminiscent of the leader, and he smiles at the four of you. So I am to take you to Isla. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Do you wish to leave now? It is getting pretty late by your days. Yeah, please and thank you. Okay. It'll be a. Uh, Probably a day or two, depending on how fast you wish to walk or if you want to have mounts or horses or if you wish to go along this scenic route along the river. I don't know how much time you have left. The quicker the better. Okay. Well, we spend the night on the horses then. And with that, he kind of like clicks his fingers and you see four creatures appear before you. One of them is a very small... um, I'll rephrase that. One of them is a very big looking dog that has like this kind of smaller-ish saddle on them. They're kind of like a Great Dane. They are just a really big, big dog. (gasps) You can see that there are two very elegant looking horses that appear. Um, One is like this chestnut colour and the other one is like this very like black looking colour. And the hooves of both of those horses are kind of glowing very, very faintly. You also see, I think it's a Shetland pony, the kind of slightly shorter one. Yeah. Yeah. I see someone nodding. You see this Shetland pony with a mixture of like blacks and whites and browns on their kind of on their coat, and they also have a saddle. Basically, you have size appropriate uh, mounts for each of you. Sultana doesn't need one of them. Sultana got a whole badass wolf. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> My apologies. I I forgot your eminence. And like he bows low and with that, the kind of Shetland pony disappears. Don't worry, Zoltana, I got your back. <laughs> Can't be having them disrespecting Electo. <laughs> I appreciate it. I mean, Electo's already like iffy on Zoltana. Well, let's not like no, sour that like Electo and Zoltana had like bonding time when they were with um, Rose, um, Taylor's mum. The four of you take off after the gentleman who has been kind enough to take you to the Arca of Souls. The sun, there's not really so much of a sun here because it's Cicero, but you kind of get the feeling for you and your circadian rhythms that it's getting pretty late. The gentleman himself doesn't summon a mount. He just runs. He seems to elongate his stride and his legs get somewhat longer and he seems to managely, like, sorry, manage, and he manages to effortlessly keep up and guide at the same time. He takes you away from the theatre and he takes you back along that path. As you get to the place where the river was, you realise that's not where you are anymore. The pathway of this particular being is 
one of a big open hallway. You can see that there are pews and you can see there's a stage far from the distance. And as you run towards that, as your mounts take you along this big hall with glowing brackets and torches, that the stage you never reach. But he seems to know where he's going. Do you wish to rest for the night or do you wish to continue? I think we should rest for the night. Mm. Uh, Raw has an exhaustion. Yeah, let's rest so that Raul can sleep. I think Raul needs sleep. Zoltana like comes over and like pets Raul in the back. <laughs> okay. Um, he kind of like throws his hands up and all of your mounts slowly, apart from Zoltana's, which Electo will do as Electo wishes, mounts begin to slow down. It's a fairly peaceful night. You don't see anyone or anything approaching you in this hall. And he seems very content just to curl up and sleep next to you. Is there anything any of you wish to do this evening, or do we proceed on? I want to talk to this guy. Yeah, I want to ask our guide something at some point. If it's his name, I'd appreciate it. Yes, that that was part of it. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Jesse the Jester. Go ahead, Raul, you first. No, you first, because I don't want to ask the name, and then you go and then have nothing to say. (laughs) No, I have other things to ask besides the name. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to lead with the name because Fine. I want to make sure that we get through that fucking Patreon list, but you know. Guys, guys, there's enough Jesse the Jester to go around. One of you just start talking. <laughs> no, we already have a Jesse. There cannot be two Jessies in the world. <sighs> what? Yes, there can. No, not allowed. <laughs> not in my D&D. Yeah. You have a surprisingly yeah, strong in my opinion D&D. on this. <laughs> right, fuck, I need to pick an old one. Right, I've got a name. Carry on. <laughs> uh, back, back where we came in. Yes. Um, there was uh, the fourfold, like a fighting place where I'm from. Um, you see him frown. He's trying to recall. Um, he's kind of sitting on one of the pews, like his legs are sitting on, like resting on the arms, and he's kind of leaning back, and he's beginning to like, you know, he summoned these kind of like, you know, juggling balls, and he's just absentmindedly practicing his skills as he's listening. I'm just confused because I thought the people went somewhere else to fight. What is that doing in Cicero? I am not sure that I understand. You saw this fourfold place. Right, the fighting ring, yes. Mm, different perceptions, different realities that exist there in Cicero, they are shaped by our memories, or in case your memories, I only have this hall now, and you see him like gesture. Mine does not exist anymore, but that is because I have forgotten my past. You, however, are still very much entrenched in your lives as they are. Whatever it is that you see here, uh, doors that you open if you are not intended to be here yet, they link to people that you know, or they become versions of things that you are familiar with. Hmm. It may, be, of course, be different. The four of you came together, which is exceptionally rare. Okay. Just wondering. Just seems uh, like a strange place for the fighting, you know? Because <laughs> if you want to fight, you go somewhere else. So. Well, if the fourfold as you call it if it is strong in your mind it is not surprising that it is here 
Makes sense, I guess. So I, I kind of imagined it. <laughs> I assume that none of you have died. <laughs> not, uh, not completely, not yet. Not yet. I got real close the one time, but... <laughs> <laughs> then you do not have uh, a scissor for yourself. Not yet, not quite yet. It is probably of someone that you know. Hmm. Okay. Raul, you kind of have your own arrangement, don't forget. Yeah, I'm not coming here for a long time. Plenty of time to think about all that. I'm just trying to understand the places. Learning is good. I encourage it. As do I. You ask very interesting questions. Follow-up interesting question. What was your name, by the way? I have not given you my name. <laughs> and I won't. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me what is my name. Is it Riddle? <laughs> if you say Rumpelstiltskin, I kill you. <laughs> I have one for Rumpelsnakeskin, but okay. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. <laughs> you sealed your own fate there. <laughs> My name is Thin. So are you... Were... How do I phrase this in a way that doesn't sound peculiar? Are you a celestial <laughs> or someone who has passed on? Oh, I am a, I am a celestial now. I have uh, transformed from whatever it was that I was before. So you may have been a deceased and then moved. That's a thing. Oh, yes. Yes. I most likely would have died. Yes. Oh. I was probably mortal at some point, but I cannot tell you when or much. I do not remember everything. There are some who, of course, who do remember what they were before. I am not so fortunate. But I have nothing, I have nothing to complain about. I enjoy my existence here in Cicero. Are you... <sighs> So we've we've seen other celestials such as the Valkyrie, the Sandman, the the Phoenixes. What are what do you consider yourself? <laughs> he kind of like as he's like he, he switches from juggling two hands to one hand, and he just kind of flicks the bells on his hat, and he's like, "I am a jester, nothing else." Of course, he smiles. That okay. Laffy <laughs> just seems to like withdraw inward and just has like kind of like that that furrowed brow like that made more questions. I'm imagining Squash is like sitting somewhere with his nose in a book and like when he says that there's like an eyebrow raised and Squash is just like the hell is going on over there. That's it. La Laffy just starts meditating and is trying not to think too hard on what the fuck that was. <laughs> Okay. I guess if there's nothing else to ask Thane. Are we in danger here? Taking this rest? Are we going to get jumped by something? I do not think so. This is my transport between the different places. Uh, very difficult for somebody else to have broken in here. Sandman's not going to show up and try to kill us in our sleep again? Oh, he might do. He is far more powerful than I am. Oh, 
I guess they are more far they are more powerful than I am. So we're taking watches, yeah? If you feel that it's a precaution that you wish to take, go right ahead. But for me, I uh, I will just uh, lay here. We had some bad run-ins with one, so yes. You seem fairly comfortable around us. Most celestials don't seem to like mortals. Hmm. Yes, that is true. Why the jovial nature? Why... He kind of does that head tilt thing and you hear the bells on his heart move again. And he just like, he raises one hand like, look at me. Um, He's like, my purpose, it is to bring joy and light to people's lives. Why so serious? <laughs> I like to make people happy. I like them to smile and laugh. I, that is my purpose. That is what I enjoy doing. It is what I am good at. Cicero is for place for people to better themselves mentally, to build themselves. For some, yes. What are you doing in Cicero? I mean, I don't think that you want to stab people and go to Bellum, but like, I, I guess I'm wondering what you do. Morale is very important. To fight without... Uh... If there is no joy, there is not much point in fighting. Can we agree? Why would you fight for... Sadness and misery and pain. I provide that joy, that uh, that happiness. Do you disagree? I think... I think a lot of us fight just because we feel threatened. Not because we're seeking joy or protecting it. I used to like it. Fighting. Yeah? Some people, they find joy in fighting. That is true. And uh, they gesture at Zoltana. <laughs> Others, they just like to be happy. Not everything here in Cicero is based around fighting the final fight. Uh, there's only so long that you can prepare for that. Some of us just want to make places happy. Would that be what you did if you got... Uh, stuck in, in Bikron? Would you try to make people happy? Honestly, I do not know. I would have to roll the dice. If I were to go through to Cicero without the call, and they just are laughing, who knows what could happen to me? Do you think there are celestials in Bikron who are just trying to survive? Our world is very strange. I would not. I would not rule it out. Why do you wonder? Um, do you think you have a major celestial? No. No. Uh, it's just I always assumed the celestial hated us, but um, we were informed earlier that it seems that getting stuck in Bikron messes with their minds. It but does, yes. They're not there because they hate us. They're there because of... Uh, 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 a problem, uh, a broken aspect of our world. Correct. We are, those who serve in the army of Cicero, supposed to fight a great evil. Going through the portal, or any portal, or rift, or end, or uh, being summoned, or some such, um, it flips something inside us. Um, 
it is theorized that when people are pulled through that way, that they act on instinct. The world is broken. There is no other reason for us to be in the physical plane. But alas, and he kind of like stares at the four of you like individually, when people are brought back, rifts and rends are made. Some of us get stuck. Is that the only way rifts and rends are created? Necromancy? No. There are a few other ways you can purposely punch a hole through. Every time you uh, you shift between the planes, uh, except the stalking. The stalking has, well, nobody knows really. It's not not quite the same in the stalking. But the Gotobellum or Cicero, every time you punch a hole through to do that, there is often a hole left behind. Did I leave a hole when Demi brought me back? I do not know. I'm sorry if I did. I do not know for sure. It is a... It is more than likely, yes. Does nobody know how to fix these holes? I mean, we've closed the gates that are created when the gods are murdered. The passing portals, yes. But the rifts, the shimmers, surely there's something we can do about those. Most of them heal over time. Some of them do not. There are certain spells, but they require a lot of magic. Uh, unfortunately, none of you possess that magic, uh, with the exception of Zoltana. Goddess to be, after all. But not quite yet, I sense. I could not do it myself. Maybe one day. You can't like half smiles. I expect that one day most of magic will become far easier to perform. Back, in fact, Ayla, the person that you are going to meet, came from a time when magic was far, far more chaotic than it is now. Uh, nobody really knew the price of anything, and it was just random. But as things are performed more, the easier and cheaper they become. Who knows? Mass production. I get it. Ruins the economy. Exactly. Thank you for answering those questions. It is no bother. Squash. Squash. Yeah? What if, that gives me an idea, what if in the future when you become, you know, the father of, you know, that thing, yeah. Yeah. What if you had the power then to find these rifts and then you just like, did like some magic thing and fast forwarded it to a point where it was closed. <laughs> I he he like purses his lips and continues struggling. Like healing, but you're just accelerating the healing naturally. But I I genuinely love that idea. I maybe it won't be so bad. Let's do good. Power has no alignment. It all depends on the person wielding it. Squash seems deep in thought at, uh, well, like the conversation that's been had. <laughs> Listen, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Calm Get down up. there. Um, <laughs> Lost it. Copyright copy history. Copy <laughs> okay, Spider-Man comes um, through your window, throws you on the ground. No, Toby McGuire, go away. 
Unless anyone has anything very specific that they want to do, we're going to roll forward to the morning. Sounds good. Okay, perfect. Um, Raul, can I please get you to do your morning check? You're going to ask me what dice it is, aren't you? No, it is. I'm I'm here at Um, rock bottom. Sultana, Casey, can I get you to roll 2d20, please? Sure can. Thank you. That's why I have exhaustions. It is why you have exhaustions. You're correct. I rolled a four. I'm okay. Hurrah! <laughs> well, survives another night. Um, Sultana, uh, you gained 22 new followers thanks to the work of Elise and the work of, uh, I'm going to say thirsty, but that's not his name. Damas. Damas. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Damas. I mean, Damas. No, Damas. Damas is, Damas. is his sister's pet name. <laughs> Dumas. Damn that ass. Dumas. <laughs> I'm not rating Damas's butt. I feel <laughs> awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you rate Hayden. <laughs> yeah, but Hayden isn't. But Damas. 170-something episodes and, later, we need to have a new ass rating. Like my, Let's just put it like this, V. Does he have a Damas, an ass worth going to hell for? <laughs> when someone sees his ass, do they go, damn! <laughs> On it. On a scale from one to ten, how many C's are on the end of the word thick? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, New rating. How many C's? Um, uh, how um, many C's thick? <laughs> Give Do you me want me to DM Thirsty? I'll ask him. You're thirsty. If you had to rate them <laughs> You thirsty? people are beautiful. I'm not. I'm not dealing with this for you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, my friend. Um, <laughs> Don't apologize. For, it's not your Roll fault that we're ten. like this. <laughs> Roll a D10. Uh, that is true, Casey. Also, <laughs> no one should apologize for us being like this because we're fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, the C rating, the the thick C rating on Damas's butt, I will leave to all of your imaginations. I am not dictating this part of the world. All right. Morning rolls round. Your guide takes you further along this hall. Probably about, oh, I need to update the timeline. Probably about three quarters of the way of, you know, Early afternoon, you find yourself outside of a very ornate looking door. It has clearly been weathered with age. You can see that it once was an inscription written upon here, but that has long since faded. You can see that the knocker and the plate which it knocks upon has been worn with use. You can almost see the wood underneath it. It is covered in spider webs. Thane stops the stops the party. And the mounts beneath you disappear if they were summoned. Electo just nuzzles like, ha ha, suckers. Um, <laughs> and he bows very low and he stands up to his full height. You can hear all the bells on his wrists and his, his hat and his, his feet jingling. And he says, I wish you the best of luck. I, it is very difficult here. I don't know how well they will respond to outsiders. I do not know exactly. And he kind of looks at Squash and looks at Sultana and he says, your magic may not uh, 
work as well or in the same manner, just to warn you. Might not. I don't know. Your magic comes from somewhere else. Maybe it will be fine. But wait, just a word of caution. Is is it chaos magic rule here? Possibly. I know that my magic does not work very well here. There are stories of magic going completely awry. But then we come from here. You do not. Perhaps your magic would be fine. Thank you for the warning. You are most welcome. What if one does not wield magic, per se? Then per se you should be fine. Okay, good. Unless, of course, it is magic. No. You will take that risk. I have a magic. I could test it. I I do not recommend (laughs) testing it around here. Um, if what I've been reading in Demi's book is correct, um, the chaos magic, the magic before uh, rules, it is incredibly brutal. It will rip you apart for simply trying to move something. She is a historian, this Demi. Uh, no, just an enigma. Obsessed. I feel called out. Um, <laughs> please do. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> that makes a kind of sense. Uh, just proceed with caution. I will wait here if you wish to. Uh, how, how do you plan on uh, returning back to your plane? There is a rift not far from here that I could take you to, but it is a few days. Um. We had planned to get a friend of ours to come uh, push us back. But if the rift isn't uh, far away, it might be worth just letting them do their business. They are doing important stuff too. We don't know where the rift will put us though. I tell you what. I will have a look on the map and I will tell you roughly where. Spits us out in the middle of the fucking ocean. (laughs) <laughs> it spits you out on a, a desert uh, very near to uh, a town I believe that some of you have visited uh, Kuzak oh I don't oh. know that I want to go back there Desert of Dredith. Uh that's a good old track away but we'll at least be on the same plane as uh, Demi it might be easier for her to pick us up at that point How how far away is the rift it is about two days. Oh. <laughs> it is an option. If you say that there's a Dranath, uh, it is there. Okay. Um, we, we'll have this in the back pockets in case something goes wrong with Demi. Not a problem. I will wait here for a couple of days. No problem. Nobody will miss me after all. Perhaps I can work on some new material. Yes. Yes. It's a good idea. Uh, your name is Thane, right? Indeed, Thane the Jester. All right. Uh, if if we don't end up uh, y- y- using the rift, I- I'll try to send you a message so you don't wait around, uh, wasting your time. Oh, it is not a problem. You go right ahead. Do not worry about Thane. I can entertain myself. Thank you very much, Thane. 
for taking time out of your life? It is not a problem. I live to self. Well, no, I exist to self, I guess. You exist to entertain and bring smiles. Okay, off you go. And with that, he kind of like gestures to the door and takes a few steps back. Um, He kind of like sits on one of the pews nearby and just steeples his fingers in front of his face and just stares intently at the four of you. Raw whispers to Squash, you know he's not alive, right? I know, I was trying to be sensitive about that, but I think I failed. (laughs) Oh. You guys are being real weird. Maybe he didn't notice. Uh, he does seem a little bit aloof. <laughs> um, I think You're Sultana should be the one to open this door because this is kind of tied to what she's working on. Use Cal. Just smash the door open. <laughs> I could do that. Well, maybe don't <laughs> smash the door open, but... This is third star- door. Don't be rude. You people. <laughs> Hold Cal and then just kind of push the door slowly. Zoltana, Lord of the Doors. <laughs> Zoltana is in her overly large letter opener. Pushes the door slowly. <laughs> Zoltana, Lord of the Doors, opens the door. You immediately feel a gust of hot air, and it has that strange sulfuric smell, like eggs. In front of you, you see what looks like a tunnel inside a cave, except it's a natural made tunnel. It's not made by sentient hands or tools. You can see that there are bits of the rock that jut into the area and it's very difficult for you to move. For those of you over six feet tall, this is going to be backbreaking for a while. You can see that further along this tunnel, there is clearly some sort of flickering reddish, brownish kind of orange flickering light maybe fire maybe something else you're not sure but the light ripples and moves and it's hot and humid as the four of you make your way along can I please get a running order this tunnel won't allow for two medium creatures aside uh I'll put squash in front for perception reasons I'll be in the back then. I do believe I still have dark vision. The the yep. blessing of winter has left do. me. Brawl is not excited to go into the egg smell. <laughs> That's gross. Step one, make egg. <laughs> oh, egg laying creature don't like egg smell. No, I don't think anybody likes the egg smell. I'm gonna make a barf though. As each of you step into this tunnel. The rock all around you is very dark and you suddenly get that very heavy feeling in your stomach. Like, you know, if you accidentally eat too much and you have that kind of like, I've got air trapped in my sarcophagus feel. Oh, I eat too much. That piece is going down wrong. Um, You get that feeling in your chest. I'm going to do something slightly weird here because this is what this being does. Each of you is going to write down how you think your character will die. Just need you to write it down and send it to me in a DM. Don't have to do it right now, but I do require it. Actually, I might need this right now, depending on what you put in your messages. (laughs) All right, give us five minutes here. Yep. 
you have it. Is this meta? Mm. Like Neil? Yep. Okay, yep. this isn't like Raw's fear. Nope. No, this is completely meta. This isn't how you think your character will die if they die in this campaign. And if you don't think they'll die in this campaign, what you think their happy death or their unhappy death will be. You continue progressing your way through this corridor, through this tunnel. As you turn a bend, you've probably been walking for about 10, 15 minutes. The stench is getting stronger. Ew. But you're also beginning to hear, at least Squash would pick it up earlier, you begin to hear whisperings in a language that you wouldn't recognize. It sounds old. It sounds breathless. You hear echoes as if people are talking in a big chamber. You can feel magic growing by the second. Every step you take forward, something in your being is reacting to something highly magical, something highly dangerous, something that to your soul feels uncomfortable. Up ahead, you can see that this tunnel opens up into a much bigger chamber. And Squash, as you arrive, just that few seconds before everybody else, you can see this being. It's about six feet tall, two arms, two legs ahead. They seem to be floating in the air as if someone's holding them by the scruff of their neck and their feet are just dangling below them. They are covered in this kind of dark blue light, occasionally cracks of bright blue light under their skin. You can see what looks like wrappings or bindings that are just floating around them. Just in front of them, you can see that there are these two sleeping beasts, a strange mixture between cat and dog. And they have long talons and claws. They seem to be made of wisps of shadows chamber is big, it is wide. There are stalagmites and stalactites all around you. There is this low-hanging mist that's probably about a foot in depth. You can see the ceiling is very far above you, and very dark. Behind this being floating in the middle, you can see what looks like books and shelves and a library of sorts. You see that there is a bed here, a couple of them. You can see that there are scrolls in scroll cases on these bookshelves. You can see that there are all manner of small, interesting artifacts held in boxes. You can see that there is what looks like off in the distance squash. You can see that there is a, a golden-coloured quill that seems to be moving across this scroll. This is what you see when you arrive. Uh, yeah, squash clearly stops the group not leading them on into whatever this is and just like um are, are you guys seeing the same thing hanging guy some kind of weird chimeras <laughs> cat dog <laughs> from the cartoon cat dog <laughs> I, I said chimeras for a no, reason no. but yes <laughs> please, please no um, yeah we're all seeing that though yes yeah, you can all see this, yeah. Okay. Like, Squash stops you enough that you don't, that I won't make you make a, a stealth roll at this point so you can see the situation. Uh, did I understand you correctly that we're seeing this creature inside a uh, oh, bigger cave or are they in the tunnel with us? 
They are in the bigger open um, okay. like chamber in front of you, and there looks like there are some other smaller chambers that lead off. I'll give you that on your ridiculous perceptions. Um, yeah, there are there are a couple of other tunnels that lead off from here, but they are in this big central chamber. Um, okay. They are kind of at the edge of the library-ish looking area and the kind of like, I'd say, living-ish area. Um, yeah. Um, can I get anything from those whispers, being that I understand anything, um, that might Ooh. give me an idea as to what kind of magic stuff this is going on here, and if it's a concern. Yeah. Because yeah, if it's whispering absolutely. like, death, death, a lot, then I'm going to... Die! Gonna- <laughs> Bro, will die! No, um, <laughs> dying, death, death, die. Death, death, that sounds die, like death, bad man. spells. Live? Damn it, no, I mean dead. Um, you're just <laughs> listening and you just hear, what is your favorite color? <laughs> what is your quest? Yeah, you hear um, many apocalypse. This one's an apocalypse, it must be. But Jill, Jill has yet to assist the children of magic and science. Stars, right, next millennia. Not yet, this is not an apocalypse, this is an apocalypse. It must be the children of magic and science, they're not yet born. Child of science, child of science, child of magic. Jill has yet to meet Clemdale, she has written it in the this stars. This isn't the apocalypse, this isn't only light. And the dark meet, there will be an explosion. When Spectre dances, the world will be safe. Maybe this time, maybe next time. I don't know. It's kind of what you hear. Nonsense of babbling. <laughs> don't ask me to repeat that. <laughs> the whispers. The whispers are talking about the apocalypse. They're confused about things and waiting for things, I think. Raw will go over the whispers with everyone. Okay. That's a mutual feeling of being confused. This yeah. is a, a, a priestess of... Kalenworn, right? Clemdal. Sorry, what was that V? Clemdal. 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 And Clemdal is the god of... She's the goddess of paperwork and deals, and you know, would be the one that if... uh, I believe that you know it now, uh, Squash knows it, like how to cast a spell that you don't know, you would Uh, have to speak to Clemdal and make that deal. Yes. Um, Clemdar is also the one that spoke to Zoltana when she had her godhood like uh, paperwork submitted. <laughs> she also has spoken with uh, Gref on the other side, and I believe it may have come up already. She used to be a goddess of something else as well. Yeah, didn't a Panamon men- mention her as well? Yes, um, they kind of believe that Clemdar wrote fate and destiny in the stars. I remember things. These aren't scary whispers, though. So I think that we should be okay. Okay. Um, we're here for help from this person. What do we know about them? There's a lot of magic. All I know is if anybody here is going to be able to make a a case for this sort of thing, it's going to be Zoltana. Hmm. It's your sword. You have the credibility of being a goddess in training. and Well, that pretty much those two. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm here as backup if you need me. I don't know if you want to go in like, gun swords blazing or just diplomatic uh, I, don't, I don't know how you want to do this uh diplomacy i think i'm not really very good at that but i think that that's the best uh 
sort of way to go about it. Well, I don't think you're going to be able to force anyone here to like cast the magic spell for you. We're so she- very much in a strange place, you know. They're a strange place. We should probably announce our presence then, I guess. Non-threateningly. This is their home. Zoltana steps forward and says, Hello, I am the goddess Zoltana. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The mist kind of like swirls around you um, as you make your way over there. And because you're not attempting to stealth, your armor 100% gives you away the second you step into like this area. And... All three of them, the two uh, creatures at their feet and the, the being in the center, they will immediately look in your direction. And you can see that their color, that the colors in their eyes are just rotating through various grays and browns and kind of dark, um, dark whites. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Brilliant whites. Um, they don't have much color to them at all. They look like if we got a negative, um, that kind of what it looks like. And all three of them stare at you immediately. The taller creature in the middle kind of floats a little bit towards you. How close do you want to get, Zoltana? Um, like halfway towards them. And okay. I'm going to like approach um, respectfully. Say, yeah, so say it gets you to about 50 foot. Is that okay? I don't know how, how far that is. Big ass table. So 50 foot. <laughs> Sounds okay. good. Um, yeah. Um, the, the the being that floats a little bit towards you, kind of like leaving the two um, uh, smoky creatures behind them, they they kind of float towards you. They don't, they're not giving off a major threat vibe right now, but you are getting a lot of untamed magic around this one. Hi, uh, I'm Zoltana, uh, the goddess of bloody vengeance. How you doing? Um, I uh, I'm here because I need a spell. For my sword. Uh, so can can you help me? Maybe. You are one of two. Sure. You have a deal with the mistress. Clemdel, yes. Huh. You are Sultana Thunderheart, goddess of bloody vengeance. I did say that already, but yes, yes, I am. Huh. Uh, how's it hanging? You are here for a sword. No, for a man. No, it's a sword. No. No, it's a man in a sword. Yes, correct. You are here for a spell? Yes, I I did already say that. Hmm. You'll say it again, I presume. One day. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm here for a spell. <laughs> Take a persuasion check. <laughs> wow, she's good at this. She knows everything. <laughs> uh, Best response. <laughs> Let's say it again. Oh, so. boy. Persuasion? I think it was supposed to be more of a <laughs> distant future thing. <laughs> nah. 
Sultana ain't got time for that kind of shenanigans. Sultana thought they were telling her to say it again, so she's like, "Okay, if you ask, if you say so." Uh, the future gotta, is now. Uh, I got a twenty-nine. I'm future. So, would you like to say what you got? I got a twenty-nine. What? And it's a natural twenty. What the fuck? Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. Wow. The one where. It- it matters. Looks like all your um, prep for this cave was wasted to me because <laughs> we're about to get what we wanted. If you don't think I'm moving everything that could possibly kill you into Bellum with a different skin, you are wrong. <laughs> 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 then I have no qualms about attacking the shit out of you. Um, <laughs> the creature looks down at you and they put one hand out. And as they do, you see some of the wrappings that have been like whipping around them kind of shoot out and begin to wrap around you. Just not in a threatening way, just as if like something ethereal is just kind of looking at you and figuring you out. And then after it whips around you a few times, it goes back to them and they look at this thread that is all around them now. Huh. <laughs> I see. You have someone capable of casting this, do you? I think so. Yeah. Huh. What does this mean to you? The man in the sword, the sword in the man, of the man. He's like one of my best friends. That's a nat 20 on on a fucking Calimon right there. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's pretty important to me. I I made a promise and I, I like to keep my promises. You wish to undo his fate. I do. The mistress does not appreciate fate being thwarted. You are asking me to betray my vows and allow you to take this. Why? Uh, because I asked? I don't know. Huh. If I allow this... When I allow this, yes, when, be warned, magic taken from this place is a magic from my time, from her time, from their time, all of our time. This is chaos. Yeah, you know, it sounds very, the way you talk is very chaotic, so I believe that. Beware. The price for this is unset. You may have to put them in danger for this, for this sword, for this man in the sword. Rall and and balance? The creature shakes their head. (laughs) Squash looks offended. (laughs) (laughs) The caster. The caster. Whomever they are. (laughs) So pretty. Take it, if you can find it. But warn them. They will suffer much. (laughs) Maybe. Is all the magic here uh, from beyond, before that time? 
You see them kind of like float up just a little bit more so they can have like a better view of you. And they say, all magic here is without, without the confines of trade. No rules. Just is. Break the world. That's why fate was here. Order. This isn't, this magic is not order, it's no rules. Why? There's, there's probably knowledge here that got lost during the trade. Yes. Much still exists in your world, your plane, your plane. The plane you are. Uh, well, all right. Um, I guess I gotta figure out who's gonna cast it. I assume Demi. Yes. She and others are chaos. <laughs> Magic without trade. I did know that, that Demi is chaotic. <laughs> it's one of the things that I think I like most about her. <laughs> <laughs> You seek something. You seek to avoid fire. Yeah. It's not here. Would it matter if it was? This is before the trade. I don't want anything from here. If it was here, persuade me to break my deal. My vows. No, oath. My oath. But it is not. You can take your scroll, your spell, his spell, your sword spell. All right, I will take it. You see one of the smoke creatures just rush off into the library area. And you hear like lots of ruckus, like lots of books being turned over. You hear a few things falling off shelves. Um... And they run back with this kind of really light pine woods scroll box. It looks very plain, very simple. It doesn't have anything scribed in it at all. And it's sealed with a green wax. Okay, I will take it. Awesome. Warn them. They know. They already know. They know magic. Should warn them. Chaos. Watch the shadows. They are not done with you. Or are they done? How many shadows have you had? And you see the creature look up. How many shadows? How many shadows? What do you mean, how many shadows? Are you referring to the ones the Blissful Eclipse sent? Yes. We've had. When are you? How many shadows? Two? One. No, we had no. two. Two minimum. My brain thinks three, but you're probably right, two. We had the one when we first came back from uh, the stalking. And then we had the second one, which was the one that killed... Um, Talvin. Talvin, yeah. Yeah, and I think two. that's all we've had, so just the two. The assassins hide in the shadows. You. you are not done. 
The assassins hide in the shadows. You are not done. You are not done. There's another one. He's yes. out of his bubble. Any chance you know when? <laughs> I just know that it is fated, not that it is done. Lafian, this thing can't even keep st- the current conversation straight. I'd be very surprised if it actually knows when anything happens. I think fate is a very fickle thing and they're struggling to keep up with it. Clem does grasp on fate. It's long gone. My grasp on magic was chaos. It is difficult for me to see straight. The trade, it ruined. Watch that one, and they point directly at Rao. What? Watch. You breathe heavy at night. Watch him. Some spectres have to dance. Watch him. Roll, are you going to dance for us? I don't know what that means. I know what dancing is. I don't know what this means. Can you give information if bargains are struck? Does that make things more so- uh, solid for you? Yes. The bargains, and she points over at the, um, sorry, and the creature points over at the kind of golden scroll, uh, the golden quill that is like kind of writing on a scroll. Bargains. I keep an eye on the trade. What would you ask from me? To tell me when the next shadows are coming. I cannot trade for you. <sighs> I think she misunderstood you, Lavian. Mayhaps. They take care of the bargains for... for chaos magic. I don't know if you have to deal with them... In particular, but mm, uh, Trampel told me about this too. Um, to do magic beyond what you know, you have to strike a deal with Clemdell. That's probably what they're talking about. The bargains. Yes. That's not what I'm after. If there is a chance that another round of those shadow things are going to come back, I would like to know and I'm willing to bargain for that information. I already lost someone important to me because of it. If I can know when it's going to happen again, lives can be spared. Lafian, I don't think this is the kind of bargain you want to strike. Trampal set a simple spell of sending, and he can no longer move three of his fingers. They're getting better. There's a hefty price when Clamto comes in price. What do you offer? I don't know what I could offer. I am firmly of the belief that each of us should remain as whole as possible so that we can do what needs to be done. Yes. But I still wish to spare those that I can from this kind of suffering. 
Only the sufferer prevents suffering. I'm not putting any of that on him again. Never mind. Soren. Not Ral. Ah, you mean that sufferer? Yes. Thinking back to the mirror. <laughs> uh, uh, that was a nightmare. Uh, never mind. I barely know Soren at all. You should leave. Do not miss your date with destiny. Her name is Kythea, actually, but that's a fair point. We should probably go. <laughs> Her name is Klimdal. No. <laughs> I was making a, never mind, jokes are lost in the chaos. We should, Zeltana, we should go if we're good. Sounds good. I don't do well in chaos. I'm very much a person of, uh, well, neutrality. We should go. All right. Well, uh, thank you for the confusing conversation and the spell. Um, we got to head out now. You have a good one. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Are you all leaving? Yeah, uh, no, I, yeah. I don't. I don't like this place. I, I I know what you've said about chaos magic. I don't want any part of it. I, <laughs> you don't want a multi class? Sure. Like, there's a part of me that really wants to get something from there just to study it, but at the same time, I'm just like, no, no, you you don't want to dabble in this. Sure. I mean, there's plenty of books and scrolls. There's a foot-high amount of fog, which you could probably easily pass through your ridiculous stealth. You could go in there and steal anything you want, Squash. I'm not Give it a try. I am not stealing from the god of bureaucracy. <laughs> uh, Ra's going to ask a question. Yeah, of course. You said no rules. Yes. Could this fix me? Your destiny, your fate, you will perish or you will survive. What if I don't make it? You will. What if I don't? I failed everyone. Huh. <laughs> Then others will have to take your place. Others who are not you for. They will not succeed. How do I make it to where I last long enough? Can this be done? Can I make sure? Yes. And she... Uh, the creature looks up and looks directly um, at the four of you. Time. What do you mean? The mother of time can grant you time. Ooh. It means that we're going to to the stocking next. Squash. Squash. Yeah. Does... Does that mean you're also going to get married? Lafian, I know you're trying to make a joke, but I genuinely think I will kill the previous mother of time. <laughs> if I understand my position in this whole thing. 
I'm very sorry. Maybe you can marry in and inherit. Off the disappointing. No, just marry in and inherit. <laughs> Nobility does it all the time. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> As a side note, I don't know a very pissed off sorceress if you did that. <laughs> You did what? <laughs> I don't even know. You know? I don't even know this person. It was political. Um, I don't even love her. <laughs> okay, thank you. That helps, and I just was worried because you warned me. Yes. Watch him. Hi, everyone. Ral here. Thank you all so much for being here. If you like the episode, make sure to go leave a review wherever you are listening. That really helps us out. If you would like to find our website, you can find our website at www.thelucky... Oh, I punched my microphone. www.thelucky.com I would like to thank patrons Amy Johnson, Christina Swain, E.W. Peaton, and Tappy Tibbins. I hope I am pronouncing those correctly, but thank you so much for supporting the show. It means everything to us. And thanks to another amazing patron supporter, Library Cat, for the names Ayla and Thane. Thanks again for listening, and thank you again for your support. We will see you all next episode. Bye. Venture deep into the backwaters of space. Mint Space Station, a lawless metropolis run by gangsters, where anyone could earn a fair day's pay if they're willing. Ah, you're here for the job? Meet Cleo, a bipedal bear creature armed to the teeth. <laughs> if I was an inch taller, I'd be round! And Dr. Z, a psychic jellyfish. Now in surgery, we want to go for the heart and the brains. Join these friends on a haphazard adventure, trying to make their way in cold, uncaring space. A podcast filled with adventure, action, romance, and friendship to conquer the ages. So if you want to hear more from the Backwater Bastards, search Backwater Bastards wherever you get your podcasts or visit us at backwaterbastards.com. Backwater Bastards, a comedy sci-fi tabletop podcast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.